ever stop to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners from every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. A special note of gratitude goes this week to our listeners in the countries of Germany, the Russian Federation, and Ireland, and in the states of Maryland, Oregon, and New Jersey, and all of you for helping us reach a new high of 110,000 listeners. Because you keep listening, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit is a top-ranked show here on Voice America, the leader in live internet talk radio. Last month, we celebrated five amazing years on the air, and I look forward to more wonderful guests and programs as we move into our sixth year of uplifting shows designed to help you heal and improve the quality of your life. In addition to our amazing guests, I always include a tip of the week, a silver lining story, and the name of an archangel to help you stay focused on reaching your personal and professional self-improvement goals. And now for your tip for the week from my ebook, 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment. Self-empowerment connects you to your limitless higher self, giving you an inner foundation of love, eliminating fear and bringing in peace and joy. Your limitless higher self has direct access to the divine and through that love you can heal yourself and the planet. For today's topic, your tip is limit your access to the news. Too much news can create fear, sadness and depression. Minimize your exposure to things that you cannot change. Watching the news can be more upsetting than listening to it or reading it. Pay attention to your responses to the different media and get your news in the way that upsets you the least. Several years ago, I discovered that I had a tendency to focus in on the saddest stories, often causing me to cry. I decided to take a break from the news, and I have never gone back to my old patterns of staying up on all the current happenings. In our present atmosphere of news reporting, the tragedies get top billing. Rarely do we hear or read stories that are uplifting, nurturing, and affirming of the best in humanity. In addition, the era of fake news and constant accusations meant to destroy people's reputations compounds an already existing problem. There is enough to be concerned about with natural disasters, climate warming, mass murders, and political upheaval in the world and locally. As we learned in my third show of this year, numerology tells us that we are in a universal three-year, which means a year of chaos if we overload ourselves. 
I choose not to overload myself with upsetting news. If something is important enough, I always hear about it. Otherwise, I choose to focus on what I have control over and what I can do to improve my own well-being and the well-being of everyone I come in contact with. When I feel good, I automatically spread that good feeling to everyone I speak to or smile at or just pass on the street. The positive energy is felt by everyone. I noticed recently the strangers are talking to me in grocery stores, opening doors for me and returning my smile. When we take care of our inner life and create a bubble of positivity around ourselves, it impacts the world in a healing and loving way. Avoiding too much news helps me maintain my positive energy. I even have friends who are news junkies and are consciously choosing to limit their access to the news. I highly suggest you do yourself and the world a favor by realizing that less news is better. My next workshop is Mastering Your Thoughts, Transforming Negative Thoughts into Positive Ones. Most people believe that once a thought is in your mind, it's there permanently. With the right techniques, however, we can actually eliminate the thoughts, beliefs, and memories that hurt us. We have at least 60,000 thoughts a day, and about 90% of those thoughts are negative. Even more disturbing is that we keep repeating the same negative thoughts over and over again, day to day, week to week, year to year. Many of these thoughts are not our own. They have been given to us by other people who told us what we were good at and not good at, who we should be and not be, what we should do and not do. All these judgments restrict our freedom of choice and our joy. They affect our self-esteem, self-confidence, relationships, health, energy, and even financial abundance. In fact, they affect every area of our lives. When we add all of our own self-criticism, guilt, and painful memories, our mind becomes a place that is constantly hurting us. This does not have to be the case. We can... Take back our power and control over our own mind. As we let go of negative thoughts, we become more positive in word, thought, and deed, resulting in ever-increasing happiness, peace of mind, joy, prosperity, and good health. In this experiential workshop, you'll discover and dissolve hidden barriers to your having more positive thoughts. Master techniques to remove harmful thoughts and memories. Experience the joy of positive thoughts. Receive techniques to use on your own and leave feeling better about yourself. Go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, to learn more and to register. If you don't live in Dallas, contact me for individual or group coaching or to present this workshop or another one in your area. Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and to act in new and healthier ways is the heart of Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. This show provides you with new information on health and healing, with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose happiness, gratitude, abundance, love, peace, and positivity as we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life and let it go 
We open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty, and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives, and techniques, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field like our guest today, Julie Potiker, who is here to talk about mindful methods for staying calm in the midst of chaos. I received this email after our show last week with Rachel Beck, who talked with us about overcoming adversity and learning how to thrive. Carla wrote, Rachel's perseverance in overcoming her personal pain was inspirational. I appreciated how she reinforced the fact that we are never alone. And although our life paths may be different, we all share the same pain and daily battles. Rachel's series of tragedies began when her birth mother died when she was just two days old and continued with 20 years of serious pain caused by endometriosis, followed by the death of her unborn child, a hysterectomy, and a failed adoption. Some people would choose bitterness or just give up on life. Rachel chose wisely by creating a new beginning. She wrote her book to help others know they too can overcome adversity and find new meaning in their lives that may even be better than their original goals. She is living the spiritual wisdom that we don't have control over what happens to us, but we do have control over how we respond to what happens. We can make lemonade out of lemons. We can turn adversity into purpose and joy. I encourage you to listen to this show by clicking on the episode link on this page. For more on overcoming adversity, please listen to some of our shows like October 11th, 2018 with Jim Bubba Bay, a near-death experience led to faith, purpose, and strength. October 25th, 2018, with Linda Graham, bouncing back from disappointment, difficulty, and even disaster. And February 23rd, 2017, with Carol Merlot, Create a Happy Life. You can hear these shows or any others that you may have missed or want to listen to again. That's the beauty of having the shows on demand. You have easy access anytime, day or night, allowing you to listen when it fits your schedule or when you need hope, comfort, and inspiration. Whenever it is, I'm here for you. Now it's time for my silver lining story. Within the span of a week, two people asked me whether it's true that everybody starts forgetting things in their 60s. Then a third person told me they're starting to forget things and have to be more careful about writing themselves notes and organizing things. As a result, I knew I had to talk about memory loss on this show. New research proves the brain is resilient and capable of healing itself. At age 73, my memory is better than it has ever been. My ability to retain details, people's names, recent experiences, and more continues to improve as I continue to lower my stress levels, 
let go of painful emotions and thoughts, and also heal my physical body, including my digestive system. There is a lot of research now about the importance of what nutritionists are calling gut health, what we eat and our body's ability to digest the nutrients properly affects all aspects of our health, including our memory. The damage that has been done can be reversed. Some people have even cured their Alzheimer's by changing their diet. On the fun side of life, research shows that dancing helps keep the mind sharp, delaying and decreasing memory loss. As we throw out all the garbage our bodies have collected over the years, we create better physical, emotional, and mental health, which improves our memory. All of the negativity stuck in ourselves creates darkness. As we let go of the negativity, we can refill with light and love and good health. We can become so full of self-love and love from the universe that there's no room for negative emotions and thoughts. One technique I've been using a lot lately is to imagine a pink garbage can. Every time I have a negative thought or emotion from my past or the present, I dump it, dump it into the pink garbage can, put the lid on it, and ask the archangels Michael, Gabriel, and Raphael to take out the trash, and I hand it to them. I do my best to visualize the whole process, including watching them remove the garbage can. Then I refill myself with a breath of pink light, the color of universal love. Doing this consistently and repeatedly with destructive, repetitive thoughts and emotions has helped me create a sharper brain with improved memory. One listener sent me this email with her own silver lining experience. I noticed that my memory was affected when a co-worker who I'm very close with quit her job. I'm on the mend now. I've pinpointed my memory loss to the emotional pain that her departure triggered. I'm going to do a burning session with my granddaughter tonight where we where we each write down or draw at least one emotional pain and then burn it. I've been struggling with what I will burn and realize that I've been getting signals all day long that were like bright neon signs on the side of the road. I already felt a great relief that I hadn't felt for a long time. The downside is that I had a surge of anger, but it's passing pretty quickly. Actually, that surge of anger is a good thing. It has been hidden inside, causing her damage. It takes a lot of energy to keep the anger pushed down. When it comes to the surface, it's really a gift because it means it's ready to release and make room for love and light. We can feel the anger, let it pass through, and then refill ourselves with pink light. Now we have more of our energy to use in positive ways like improved memory and joy. Learning how to let go of stress and chaos in the moment will help your memory and every aspect of your health and well-being. My guest today, author and mindfulness expert Julie Potiker, will show us how we can revive our brain for resilience and happiness. Julie is an attorney who graduated from the mindfulness-based stress reduction program at the University of California, San Diego. She went on to study with Brene Brown 
the Living Brave Semester and Rick Hansen's positive neuroplasticity training, as well as the Mindful Self-Compassion Program. Now she shares these and other mindfulness techniques with the world through her Mindful Methods for Life trainings and her book, Life Falls Apart, But You Don't Have To. She holds a BGS from the University of Michigan and a JD from George Washington University. You're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, and I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. As Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, hate cannot drive out hate, only love can do that. Mahatma Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. If you believe this while listening to the commercials, go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, to like and recommend us on Facebook, and I'll help you be part of the solution. Only like and follow the people who add positivity to the world. Then read about and register for my new workshop, mastering your thoughts or contact me to schedule one in your area your question for today is what chaos in your life is keeping you from being calm stay tuned we'll be right back with julie potaker who's here to talk about mindful methods for staying calm in the midst of chaos what makes the most successful people tick keep listening to the voice america empowerment channel VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. be the best that you can be dr paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session dissolve hidden barriers to your goals solve your most challenging problems and unleash your inner power visit paulajoyce.com or call dr paula the life doctor at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation whether it's individual or group business or personal attain success with ease mention that you heard this on uplift your life and receive 10 percent off your first service call 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com today Time for a fresh perspective. From leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission, Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You 
are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners, and as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach hundreds of thousands of people. If this interests you, or if you want to help sponsor the show or become part of the conversation today, please call 888-346-9141 or email Dr. Paula drpaulajoyce.com I value you and what you have to say so please let me know what's on your mind and heart and I hope you wrote down what chaos is keeping you from being calm and I'm so pleased to welcome Julie Potiker who is here to talk about mindful methods for staying calm in the midst of chaos Julie welcome thanks so much I'm so happy to be with you this morning well, um, and and I, what I didn't share with you, Julie and I were discovering all kinds of connections, but also we share the University of Michigan. So that always um, makes me feel good to um, connect with someone who had, had gone to my alma mater, too. Oh, um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so um, it's always a part of us. So I, I really am grateful to have you here. And I was wondering if you could just share a little bit about your journey, because that's quite a shift to go from being a lawyer to teaching mindfulness. Okay, sure. So I went from being a lawyer to being a full time mom. And the full time mom part included all kinds of nonprofit volunteer work and school work, you know, running various nonprofit organizations, being really active in the community. And all three of my kids have ADHD. They're all in their 20s now. But when they were in school, it was sort of a full-time job just getting them to do their homework. And um, when the twins were, I want to say maybe 13, things started getting really hectic because they're identical girls and they were going into puberty and I was really a nervous wreck. I was also the only um, child of three daughters with boots on the ground helping my parents in San Diego where we live. My, both of my sisters were one in Miami and one in um, New York City and my mom was suffering some health challenges. So I was just stressed out, you know, like the typical sandwich generation with teenage kids and aging parents. Um, And I started having the wrong words come out of my mouth, like cappuccino instead of cappuccino. Oh, isn't that maginal instead of magical? I'm feeling a little bunky burvy instead of topsy-turvy. And so I went to a neurologist because I was worried that I had a brain tumor and after all of the scans and psychosocial, he said to me, 
your brain is overwrought. You have too much going on. This is actually stress. And I was kind of floored because I thought I was pretty high-functioning. And what he could have said, but I wouldn't have understood it at the time, is you have too much cortisol and adrenaline. I now teach this, but back then I would have said, huh? What he did, <laughs> what he did say was, have you ever heard of mindfulness-based stress reduction? And I said, no. And he said, have you ever heard of John Kabat-Zinn? And I said, no. John Kabat-Zinn, there's now on my website a video of him. (laughs) (laughs) So I took the mindfulness-based stress reduction class, which is 40 years old now. It's been studied like crazy evidence-based clinical trials all over the world. It's taught in probably every hospital. And when I got into the class, I thought, oh, my God, there's really something to this. And being sort of a nerd, I was fascinated by the neuroscience. And so I started taking classes like the brain series, the compassionate brain series. And then I did um, an awakening joy class. And then I did a class on happiness and then on gratitude and then mindful self-compassion when that got invented. And then... I became a mindful self-compassion teacher in 2014, which was the first teacher training for that curriculum, which took mindfulness-based stress reduction and warmed it up with the, the um, self-kindness component, which, which I really think it needed. I think it needed a common humanity link so that we know that everybody's suffering and we're not alone, and also treating yourself like you would treat a dear friend. Well, I so that's and I sort of love, a long answer to your short question. Well, no, I think you did a beautiful job because um, you're just like us, <laughs> like you say. You know, we we all um, get on overload and we think we're handling it. You know, we think we're doing just great, but we're not. You know, we are suffering, and most of it is hidden. You were lucky in a way that you developed symptoms that your doctor could identify and then guide you in the right direction. Most of us just keep going until something does develop um, that then is a physical illness that we have to focus on. So, you know, you you ended by talking about being your own best friend and and self-compassion. I'd like to home in on that a little bit because so many of us are riddled with constant guilt and um, going back and rethinking experiences and what I could have, should have said or done or, you know, and and what a terrible person I am that I did, whatever I did. So how how do we break that loop? What do you suggest? How do we become our own best friend? Okay, so first a little a little bit of background so that you can take some of the guilt away or, God forbid, some of the shame away. You know, guilt is I, I feel bad I did something bad and shame is I am bad, right? So those are two different things and shame is deeper and it's harder to uproot. But just to have the understanding that as a human being, we're primates, that our, that our brains are wired to worry and ruminate. So just knowing that I think is helpful. And then that our brains 
hang on to negative things like Velcro and positive things fall off like Teflon. So that, so that knowledge helps us to not feel bad that we're worrying and ruminating and worrying and ruminating and then to use the specific techniques to change the channel, which you teach, which I teach. And, I, and I'm sure that they're very similar. Like in my world, um, I acknowledge the feeling coming up in the body. So you have to have an awareness of, oh, that's anger, that's fear, that's sadness, that's grief. Labeling it so that you step out of it and, and, and are able to notice it. So... It, Allowing it to be there, yes, I see that that's grief. My mother passed away. Of course, it should be sad, right? That would be the eye of rain. So you're recognizing it by labeling it, which is the R. You're allowing it, which is the A. You're investigating gently, which is the I. And then the N is nourish. What do I really need to hear right now? And you put your hand where you find it soothing, soothing touch. Mine is my heart, but a lot of people, it's their belly or their cheeks or their arms that releases oxytocin and endorphins to downregulate your cortisol and adrenaline. And you say to yourself, oh, Julie, sweetheart, this is really hard, but it's going to change. It's not going to stay this way. And then you pop in a memory of when you were feeling awesome like you saw that waterfall or you FaceTimed with your grandbaby or whatever it is, and you let that feeling fill you up, and then you're rewiring your brain because what fires together wires together. You're popping in like a great, awesome feeling to supplant the negative. And it's sort of like your pink garbage can, don't you think? Absolutely. And you're couching it in the language, scientific language of hormones, the negative hormones that hurt us of cortisol, the stress hormones, and then the happy hormones of um, oxytocin. And so you replace the, the happy hormones with the negative ones. You let the negative ones go, replace them with happy ones. And, and yes, and so you are literally changing the makeup the of your body. Yeah. And the cool thing is, is, you know, when our minds are wandering, it can be a very negative place. It's not our fault, though. It's how we're wired. That's why we stayed alive, you know, as a people. So it makes me feel good knowing when I notice a ruminating thought or a worrying thought. It makes, it makes me feel like, oh, well, that's normal. You know, not I, so that I don't beat myself up about it. And then I changed the channel, which is really very much like I, I was listening to your pink garbage can and I was like, oh, my God, that's brilliant. And it's the same thing. Exactly. I'm just the neuroscience just and you're teaching it in a more, I don't know, maybe spiritual way because I don't, exactly. I don't go to the angel thing, which I think is super cool. I just don't do it. And that's great. And that's why I like having you on the show, because you bring an aspect that appeals to certain people. Yes, mine is the spiritual, and that appeals to other people. And some may appreciate all of it and use different techniques depending upon what appeals to them in the moment. So we we have options, and we can come at it from different ways. But yes, we are doing the same thing. And I think at the heart of it 
is what you said about releasing and letting go of the guilt or or the shame. There's I'm Mm -hmm. bad or wrong or there's something wrong with me that I think that way, um, and or, or or of my behavior. And so, to to eliminate because that creates more negativity and more stress hormones and and more pain. So if we can bypass that, say, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, this is normal. I love that. And, and, and to, then to piggyback on what you just said that I think so important is the acknowledgement of the bad emotion, the negative emotion, I should say. I don't want to judge it as bad. But because if you resist it, it persists. What you resist persists, and what you can feel, you can heal, which is a great way. And I didn't come up with this, um, but everybody says it in my in my world of teaching um, because it's true. So wh- by naming it, you're allowing it to be there. You're feeling it. You're recognizing it, and then you can get rid of it. If you just stuff it down in there in the darkness, it'll come back like a monster. Exactly. And sometimes if we're not willing, even when it comes back to feel, eventually it turns into a serious illness that forces us to pay attention. And and so it's better to, to come in on the earlier signs. Exactly. And I was listening to the silver lining story that you read, the woman that had the anger And what I teach, what I've learned, is that underneath the anger is usually a more delicate, softer emotion. So if she would have had somebody to help her get down underneath that anger, it was probably fear. And underneath that fear, it was probably one of the core human unmet needs, which are the need to be seen, the need to be heard, the need to be loved. Uh, beautifully said. Yes, anger is a secondary emotion, and there is always something underneath that triggers that anger. And yet, ang- it, to be human is also to experience anger. And I think many of us, especially who have spiritual paths, including those who follow mindfulness, Feel some people feel that it's wrong to feel anger that that then you're not a good person, but but we are human beings and we do feel anger. It's part of um, just the human experience. I'm at Canyon Ranch right now. Don't be too <laughs> don't be too jealous ah. or envious. <laughs> so I'm in I'm in Tucson and I'm here with my husband and my 24 year old twin daughters. I was sitting in the locker room just having a real human moment with a complete stranger yesterday who has um, who lives in the UK and she's got a, a daughter who's 13 and a son who's nine. And she was sharing with me that her daughter can be like completely loving and cuddly one moment and the next moment can just say, Mommy, oh, I hate looking at your face. It makes me so angry. <laughs> and I said to her, I put my hand on my heart, right? Because I'm remembering my kids as adolescents. Mm-hmm. So I kind of breathed that in and breathed that out. And then I said, God, it is so hard. I think one of the most difficult things as a parent is to pause. And that's what meditation helps us learn to do is to pause and not react. Because your amygdala 
wants to react immediately, right? And just that pause, get your prefrontal cortex online so you can say to your daughter, wow, honey, that really hurt my feelings. Instead of saying, how dare you speak to me like that? (laughs) You know what I mean? And what about your behavior and blah, 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 you know? So it's just, it's literally, there's probably, I don't know, 50 moments during the day where you could be more mindful and, and make a better response, a more skillful response, and have better interpersonal relationships with everyone in your life. Uh, absolutely. And I was thinking back to being a mother, which why I was laughing as you were doing that, because now I can see it as humorous because it's part of their need to separate. At the mm-hmm. time, of course, it wasn't very funny. And I had no skills, no mindfulness skills, no skills at all to know how to deal with it. You know, and, and so we know so much more now today, and I'm so grateful that you're teaching the things you are, you know, to help people take that pause and not just take in uh, something that isn't even meant, you know, know. that's just it's said so as hard, though. It's so oh. hard. Oh, absolutely. And I have adult children. It doesn't get any easier. <laughs> I remember I remember when I was taking mindful self-compassion just as a student in 2010, 2010-2011. Uh, it was just lucky that I live in San Diego. And the curriculum, which was written by Chris Germer and Kristen Neff, somehow the pilot of it ended up landing at University of California, San Diego Center for Mindfulness instead of at Berkeley, which is where you would think it would be at the Greater Good Science Center. But somehow... I got lucky and it was at UCSD and because I had taken MBSR, I was already on their mailing list. I mean, it was just complete serendipity. Or if you were more spiritual, you would say, oh no, <laughs> it right. was meant to be. It was beshared in Yiddish. It was meant to be. So, um, so anyway, I remembered when I was taking that class, I was practicing like, like my life depended on it because I think it did. And I remember I'd be like walking to my car and I'd be saying to myself, oh, Julie, sweetheart, that conversation with Danielle was just excruciating. How can I, how can I make you feel better right now, honey? And then I'd laugh because like what kind of a lunatic talks to themselves like that, right? And then the a smart one. Feel better. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, it sounds like a smart woman would talk to herself like that. <laughs> well, it, it, I turned into a smart woman. The whole thing is a silver lining story, right? Yes, beautiful. And yes, I would say it was Beshert meant to be that mm-hmm. you were being looked after. And I'm glad that um, the universe chose you and, and put you in that space. And I want to talk more. We need to take a break now and then come back and talk more about techniques people can use. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, to sign up for my email list. You'll receive the information on all our shows and chapter on my ultimate creative problem-solving process from my best-selling book, which will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul, your true self, 
your inner wisdom, healing at deep levels and getting what you truly want in life. This process came to me in that space that Albert Einstein talked about between sleeping and waking. It was a gift from the spiritual realm that helps my clients align their conscious and unconscious mind and move forward with ease and speed. They change from the inside out, creating lasting change and self-empowerment. Now on your paper, write down, are you willing to try some mindfulness techniques to help you stay calm? Like RAIN, R-A-I-N. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Julie Potiker, who is here to talk about mindful methods for staying calm in the midst of chaos. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're, if you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. And I hope you wrote down you're willing to try some mindfulness techniques to help you stay calm. And please remember to listen at the end of the show today to learn how Archangel Andronia 
can help you. And I'm so glad we're here with Julie Potiker, who's here to talk more about mindfulness, mindfulness, mindful methods for staying (laughs) calm in the midst of chaos. (laughs) All right, I guess I needed to laugh. Um, Julie, uh, during the break, we were talking about neuroplasticity and how important it is. Would you talk with us a little bit about that and how we can make our brains a happier place? (laughs) Absolutely. I think that this is the most exciting area of neuroscience and neuropsychology, neurobiology. Um, The work of Rick Hansen has really made this mainstream, in my world anyway. Um, He wrote Buddha's Brain, Hardwiring Happiness. Um, His new book is Resilient. He's my mentor, and I took his professional training course for positive neuroplasticity training. And all of that is all of that is to say that it's super easy. All you have to do is notice that you're having a positive mental state. So anytime through your day, throughout your day, if you notice that you're happy, somebody smiles at you and it makes you feel good, you see a beautiful sunset, you're you're having a a great interaction with somebody, you notice how good the wind feels on your face, the sun shining, or there's gorgeous even mountains with snow on top. All you need to do is notice that for a breath or two. So it works like, that's a beautiful sunset, what's for dinner? No. It works like, that's a beautiful sunset. Wow, look at those colors. Okay, that was enough time. And in that time, you're rewiring your brain for happiness and resilience because what fires together, wires together. So all throughout your day, if you notice when you're having a positive mental state, just for a breath or two, you're rewiring your brain for happiness and resilience. So you're planting and tending flowers in your brain and, and you're pulling out weeds. Does that make sense? Uh, that's so beautiful. Um, and I'm wondering if even, you know, I thought about gratitude journals as, as you were saying that, because one thing I noticed when I do a gratitude journal, like all day long, I'm looking for what am I grateful for? And and if we focus on this technique that you're talking about, if you really focus on it, then you can focus your energy on looking for you know, mm-hmm. what What makes me feel good? What will make it's, my brain happy? So the gratitude practice and the happiness practice are taught with this. So you're so absolutely right on point. Um, and I don't like to journal. So how I've broken down the gratitude practice so that I make sure I do it, because science says that it's 100% effective, <laughs> 100% effective. I I write on the front of a journal these two questions. What am I grateful for today? What did I enjoy today? Because I find that if I have to write down five things I'm grateful for each day, it gets repetitive and annoying, and then I have a negative reaction to it, and then I don't want to do it, and then it's not helpful. So for me, to, to do it like kind of gratitude journal for dummies works for me. I answer those two questions. I keep that little book by my toothbrush because if it ends up on my nightstand, it's lost. (laughs) 
I have so many things on deck on my nightstand. It's not. <laughs> it looks like a. It looks like a nutty professor or something on there. So, um, so I I make sure I do that gratitude thing. And you can't have a feeling of gratitude or love or awe coexist in your brain at the same time as a feeling of worry or rumination or anger or fear. Those two things can't happen in your brain at the same time. Exactly. And, you know, there's something very smart about putting it near your toothbrush because what you're saying is this is part of my daily routine just like I take care of my teeth so I don't have to go to the dentist I brush my teeth and then I do my gratitude uh, because I need to take care of my mind and my mental and emotional and physical health all together and so I can just work that into my routine that it's just part of what I do. These are my little hacks. I have another tip on the toothbrushing thing, which is mindfulness in daily life activities, which is paying attention to what you're doing when you're doing it, so not worrying and not ruminating, but actually being where you are. If you close your eyes when you brush your teeth, so you're not looking in the mirror saying, what's that new wrinkle? Or, geez, I need to pluck my eyebrows. Or, (laughs) you know... Or running through whatever conversation that you just had that was bad or worrying about your to-do list for tomorrow. If you close your eyes and actually focus on the toothbrush, brushing your teeth and brushing your gums and tasting the toothpaste, and if it's an electric toothbrush, hearing the, uh, the hum, and then letting it go until it stops, which is two minutes on most electric toothbrushes, you've just had a two-minute break from ruminating and worrying. That's a mindfulness mm-hmm. and daily life activity that, that you can do twice a day, every day, that adds up to brain health. I love it. And would you also share with us the method of um, that you were talking about when something uh, negative or quote-unquote bad happens, how you breathe that in? Will you share that, please? Yeah, so this is called... Tonglen, T-O-N-G-L-E-N. It's ancient. And in, um, in English, they call it the receiving-sending meditation or the sending-receiving meditation. And it's, it's counterintuitive. So you're going to think when I say this, oh, I don't want to breathe bad things into my core, but, but it works. So if I, I don't watch the news, not since 9-11, but if I happen to be somewhere and I see a news story of something horrifying, which happens a lot, right, in, on the world stage or in America, we've been having um, terrible mass shootings. My hand will go up to my heart immediately because that's my soothing touch place, like we talked earlier, to try to downregulate that cortisol and adrenaline and try to nourish and nurture myself. And then I will literally breathe in the pain and sadness and horror. So I'm not resisting it. I'm breathing it in. I'm connecting myself to all beings everywhere in pain and sorrow and suffering. And then I'm breathing out light and love and peace and ease. So I'm breathing in the bad and I'm breathing out the good. So I'm actually taking an action, and I think that that's one of the reasons that it works, 
is I'm I'm taking an action. I'm not just wallowing in it. Well, now, a I lot think of, you're all... a lot of people so crazy. You don't want to breathe in bad. You you only you know why don't you just breathe in good and breathe out bad? But I think that if you do that, you're kind of resisting it. Well, the other thing that I was thinking is because your hand is over your heart, you're also transforming the negative energy. I think there's an action that's happening to that energy where you're using your body, your heart, to transform the pain, to take it in, transform it, and then breathe out the love so that you're taking in the pain of the world, transforming it, and not harming yourself because you're sending, you're, you're creating love that you're then also sending back out to the world, which also adds to the love in your own heart. I agree 100%. And in my book, I do a way longer um, explanation where I, I talk about you morphing the bad into the good. In like when you breathe in, it's going down into like a cavern, and in that cavern in your body, you're morphing it into light and love, and which is exactly what you just said. Exactly, and I think understanding that, maybe even visualizing it or just knowing it helps to do it because <clears throat> I think one of the terrible things, and, and we're going to have to end with this, but one of the terrible things when we see these awful um, things on the news is that we're helpless. Mm-hmm. And, in, and in, in doing this exercise, you're not helpless. You exactly. are helping yourself and the world. It's exactly. Beautiful. Beautiful. Julie, thank you so very, very much um, for so much good information, wisdom, and techniques, and and your beautiful spirit. Um, Thank you so much, and I wish you all the best. Thank you so much. And I also wanted to encourage everybody to purchase Julie's book, Life Falls Apart, But You Don't Have To. Visit her also at mindfulmethodsforlife.com. And I want to thank all of you for joining us for Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to drpaulajoyce.com, like us on Facebook, register for my new workshop, Mastering Your Thoughts, Transforming Negative Thoughts into Positive Ones, read my latest blog, and learn about my services, including coaching, speaking, hands-on healing, remote healing, past life regressions, house and office clearings, dream interpretation, or to sponsor one of my experiential workshops, such as Dissolving Fear and Anxiety, Overcoming Abuse, or 21 Steps for Healing Your Body. And if you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do in person over Skype or on the phone. When you work with me, you get support, guidance, and healing from the spiritual realm, the archangels, angels, and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and directly with my clients. My process helps you remove hidden blockages and connects your mind, body, and soul, resulting in faster progress and profound healing 
healing emotionally, mentally, and physically. My private and corporate clients improve their wealth, health, and relationships. Click on the link to contact me and see for yourself. Now I want to introduce you to Archangel Andronia, who is over self-care. Ask for her help daily in addition to whoever else you pray to in order to take better care of yourself. Use your own words or say something like, Archangel Andronia, I give you permission in a positive way only to help me be re- to relax more or um, have more self-compassion. You can even be more specific and say something like, I give you permission in a positive way only to help me be kind to myself instead of criticizing myself. Pay attention to signs, synchronicity, and new information. This is a process, not an event. Trust that she is helping you because she is. Please join us next Thursday when Dr. Miriam Friedman will talk about Claire Myers Owens, a model of self-defined womanhood. April 25th when Carly Pollock will talk about feeding your soul. And May 2nd when Tom Bunn will talk about being free of panic. I want to hear what's on your heart and mind, so please keep sending me your questions, comments, and silver lining stories. This is Dr. Polly, your CM or chosen mom is designated by Dr. Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. All is loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Bless you and have a beautiful week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, have a positive week.